Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Please Watch This. It's a film podcast where me, Hugh Dempsey, and my friend here, Sam Blakely, we sit down, recommend films to one another, you know, where there's gaps in our viewing history, and then we try to decide who has the better taste. How are you, Sam? That was very casual. Uh, yeah, it was, wasn't I'm, it? I'm, I'm good, yeah. Do you like jazz? <laughs> uh, yeah, this, feels, this feels late nights. Please watch this, nights. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I uh, got FIFA 21 this week, so I'm absolutely knackered. <laughs> how, how have you been? Uh, sadly, I don't have FIFA 21, but I'm, I'm uh, good, thank you. It's a modern day tragedy for you. It for is, it is. It's a, it is a tragedy. My Xbox is broken, so uh, yeah, no, no, no FIFA for me, but I don't know if I'd have got it anyway, to be honest. Um, yeah, yeah. So you've, so you're sleep deprived. That's good. Sleep deprived, print deprived, that's sort of my way of life. But I've had a a good week. I went to the cinema uh, in the ongoing um, sort of uh, consolation that is the fact that cinemas are playing classic films that you wouldn't get a chance to see at the cinema otherwise. And I watched the 1995 French film, Black and White, because I'm very cultured, La Haine. That's how you pronounce it, La Haine? Yeah, La Haine. Is it French for hate? Yeah, the hate. Yeah, and it's, it was the good. Hate. It was like gritty and powerful. And I know, as we've discussed off air, I know it's a, a film that you did want to recommend to me, but um, I couldn't tell yeah. Odeon to hold it off when it, for a week, when it was one of your weeks. To be honest, I mean, we don't, we'd already committed to Temple of Doom. I think I just think you've let us all down, really. To be fair, like you, you know, you should have got that Odeon told. But never mind it. Well, as you mentioned it, this week what we're doing is we're trying to complete Sam's uh, films that he should have watched as a kid. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, again, even though this is a, spa- a safe, non-judgmental space, Hugh. A little bit judgmental. Not gonna lie. <laughs> like there's some films I'm just like, yeah, fair enough, but. Yeah, I'm still perplexed how you never watched any of the Indiana Jones films. You must have seen bits of them as a kid growing up. Must have done, must have done. Um, so yeah, so this week we're doing Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. The Kali Temple Bob. of Doom, the second yeah. instalment. It so is from you 1984. Saw this, you saw it a lot as a child, I assume. You've, you've seen um, it all a bunch of times. I think this was the first one I actually ever saw on TV. Oh, right. I don't think I saw. I think I saw them out of order. Um, yeah. And yeah, because I have a vivid memory of the, you know, the scene where they're on the, um, on the rubber dinghy going down the mountainside. Oh yeah. So, I think this was the first one I saw, and then obviously I saw the others. Um, and as I mentioned before, I uh, saw Crystal Skull in cinemas and was deeply disappointed. <laughs> but there you go. Um, I was, I was. Tr- there was a air of trepidation with me with this one because I wasn't a hundred percent sure if we were going to do this because this is seen. To an extent, and for good reason, as maybe the weaker of the three original Indiana Jones films. Like yeah, you did, it one. did seem to suggest that you were going to skip right to the third one. I think, and yeah, was it just a, a complete the completest in you, maybe, or did you do you think there's things to this you think I might like? Well, I still think this is a good film. It's still, you know, as eighties action films go, that are meant to look like B movies from the thirties and the forties. <laughs> it's still a fun adventure. It's not maybe as good as the other two. But it's definitely still, it's still exciting. It's still got really fun action beats in it. You can see a lot of the, you know, it had an extra ten million for its budget, and you can see that money on screen. I think um, that's something that's very interesting about Lots it. Lots of big sets, moving parts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So Sam, would you like a quick 
even though you've already watched the film, but for anyone who hasn't, <laughs> made, who just wants to be, re, you know, if you haven't, you know, if you're listening to this podcast and obviously you've not sat and watched the film yourself for a long time, would you like a quick synopsis or a roundup? Yeah, we are spoilerific listener. Um, yeah, give us the give us the main pot beats there, Hugh. Yeah, so you f- so it opens up. You find Indiana Jones. He's in um, he's in Shanghai at a club, and he's doing a deal with a with a Shanghai gangster, trying to swap a ancient emperor's remains in a little little jar for uh, a diamond. And uh, high jinks, high jinks, sorry, ensues. Um, and there's a Shootout and a fight scene, and a man gets skewered with um with a skewer, <laughs> gets shish kebobbed, yeah, um, you know, and then Indiana Jones and the singer at the club they both escape, and it turns out that even though they've escaped on a pl- <gasps> even though they've escaped on a plane, I've just remembered something. <laughs> um, so yeah, you know when they escape on the plane, mm. they um. There's a person there that you don't realise who's famous. Do you know who that is? Oh, I did. I noticed straight away from his voice, Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, yeah and then I Dan checked Aykroyd. on the uh, the Prime X-ray. Yeah, I was like, yeah, that is one hundred percent Dan Aykroyd. It's so random, isn't it? That he's just yeah. in this film for like a split second. Yeah. But yeah, so Indiana Jones and um, Willie, as she's known, they and uh, and round and. Uh, short round they think they've escaped but it turns out that the plane they're on actually belongs to the gangster uh, Lao Shi so they're up in the air flying to wherever the next destination is if I could just have a a note of of, uh, just a a note often when you give a synopsis you tend to sort of Replay the film. <laughs> well, I'm trying to get like, there. I'm trying the opening to get there. scenes, like just, just, just battle through it. Just bash it. You know, that's not really th- the plot. This is okay. I'm going as quick as I can. This you is important. Quicker. So what happens is they're in the plane. It turns out the plane belongs to the gangster. He instructs the pilots to jump out um, while when they're over the Himalayas, and they get out and parachute out with yeah, all the parachutes. Important. Well, it's important that. They're they get stranded. stranded. They're, in, they're stranded yeah. in India. There you go. So basically, they get stranded in India. They come across this, um, well, I don't know, this this impoverished, fam, almost famined town or little village. And it turns out there's been nefarious goings on um, at the nearby, uh, is it what, like... Uh, what would you call it? Like castle, temple, not temple. Mm. It's, like a, it's like a castle, isn't it? It's like a lair. Yeah, and it turns out they've been all the children have been taken, and Indiana Jones basically he's aware of this. There's like this. The village has like a sacred stone, and what happens is he goes off and um, he goes to this. I can't remember. Is it Calpot? No, not Calpot. Pancot. Pancot, thank you. He goes off to Pancot, and um, the the rest of the story ensues from there. And manages... <laughs> so, all the same. and then well, the, the rest of the story. Thing. So this is how I would do it, right? The plot. No, no, right? no, no, no. Well, I'm doing. You don't matter how you do it. I'm Indiana Jones. It. He's stranded in India. He has to yeah. help a village retrieve their sacred stone. He does. So he goes to try to retrieve it for some weird warlord, demon summoning people. Along the way, he's got to take. A reluctant singer called Willie and a little Chinese boy called Short Round. <laughs> that's exactly what. That's a great synopsis. Thank you, you. You're good at this. You're a lot. You've got talent for it. What can I say? You know, eight minutes. Um, in. Right. <laughs> so, Hugh, what do you love about the film? <laughs> I'll tell you what I like about this film, Sam. Funny, you've, funny you should ask. 
Do you know what I mean? It's uh, every week we you always seem to ask the same thing. It's it's impeccable. <laughs> I'm becoming uh, uh, predictable. Perhaps. What I really like about this film is I just there's some about the way these films are made. It's just an enjoyable experience. You know what I mean? It's it's not. There's a there's no realism, is there? It's like a superhero film or a James <laughs> Bond film, isn't it? You know, it's I've I've written in my notes. It's just another madcap Indiana Jones adventure. Do you know what I mean? You don't know what's like. I don't know for you because you haven't seen it. You are probably wondering what's going to happen next. Do you know what I mean? Like when he's when they're on the um, the little mine the little crap carts for the mine you know the little trains you must be like well what's next oh they're on a bridge obviously a rope bridge uh, <laughs> see the rope oh. bridge is one thing that I knew was an Indiana Jones thing I don't think I've ever seen that scene before but it's obviously a common like trope in cartoons and things and I think I knew that it was in a, a an Indiana Jones film but I didn't know it was going to be this one yeah, it's just there's just it's just good fun adventure, isn't it? You know, like I said, you've got all these different action scenes. You've got the you've got the the minecart chase, which is really cool. Um, goes on for a good few minutes. One thing I did notice watching this film, I think like basically like almost the last forty five fifty minutes of this film is just action from pretty much the moment he goes through the little hole to like um, get the stones from the from the like. Um, from the big statue it's just pure action pretty much from that point mm. onwards yeah um, yeah it just does not relent and it does not does not ease up and I really enjoyed that about it because uh, you've got like you've got the scene where um, Willie's in like the 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 um, I don't know the metal basket that bring puts her down yeah, and that's into the yeah, the cage, she's putting that, and then you've got the bit with the cart, then you've got the bit with the rope bridge, and it's just just keeps ramping up the tension, so I really enjoyed that. Um, I think we probably mentioned this last time we did this, but Harrison Ford, it's just he's just amazing at this role, isn't he? he? It just plays to all his strengths, you know, he can play it cool, he can do all the action, he can, you know, I, one thing I've always liked about Indiana Jones is, He's meant to be like quite a smart character, you know. He's meant to be, you know, he's a doctor of archaeology. He's meant to be like intelligent, so he's kind of he always has like a he's always quick witted and he's always trying to save the day, which is good fun. Um, it's quite a funny film. Like I must admit, there were times when I actually genuinely laughed at this film that I wasn't expecting. Like at the rope bridge when short rounds like jumping up and down on the bridge and he's going look see lady it's fine and then it breaks and he nearly (laughs) falls through I'd I'd forgotten that was in it so I burst out laughing at that for some reason Um, I mean the villain in this I think is maybe better than in the first film perhaps with Mola Ram you know he's very arch in it isn't he He's very yeah. devilish. So in, I mean, I suppose it's quite scary. In the first one, who's the villain? Really, you got Belloc. You've got the little Nazi guy with the little round glasses, and there's a, yeah. there's a third villain. The three men who get their face melted off, anyway, basically. Yeah, it's and that's it. There's no like one head villain. It's like three villains. Like you've got the you've got the Nazis, and then you've got like the Indiana Jones sort of. Um, esque right. character you know the, yeah. yeah the other guy who's like indie yeah so I think there's a great you know there's a great um, 
switch around here with this because it's just it's just like a straight story you know he comes across this village the village wants his help he goes off and helps them because he thinks he can get fame and fortune or he can become a famous archaeologist from his work um there's still like some really iconic moments in this film like at the beginning with the dance scene it's very much almost like um it's like a bond film isn't it right at the beginning when he's at the club apparently the yeah. club's called obi-wan <laughs> yeah so that white tux is straight out of a bond oh film. yeah yeah it's straight bond isn't it and it's even the action and him hiding behind the big bong uh, the big gong um mm. that makes a big bong noise <laughs> um yeah that was really good i really enjoyed that and finally um it's just a fun film, isn't it? These films, they're just well made. Even even if this isn't the best of the indie films, it's still a good film. And you still... Like, for me, I watched it and the two hours rattled by because of how action-packed it is. So, yeah. Are there things you think I wouldn't like about it? Well, there are some things. I think this the, there is there is some issues with this film, I think. and uh, And it's... And I don't know what it is specifically, but I think... The one thing that I found really annoying watching this film, and I don't think it's, say, the actress's fault, I think it's more the way the character's written, is Kate Capshaw's Willie is just... She's so grating. (laughs) She just annoys the living daylights out here. (laughs) And I think the idea of her was... she. She was almost meant to be like, oh, you see the film through, you, you know, that's what you would be like in that situation. Mm. You know, you'd be like, you know, I don't want to be in the jungle. I don't want all these bugs on me. I don't want to eat the monkey brains, you know. <laughs> you know, I would be grossed out by all of this, all the bugs and things like that and all the scary men and all the children and, you know. But I don't, she, she's not the worst, but she's very annoying. And I really did find her... I found it hard to watch with her in this, quite frankly. Fair um, and uh, do you know what annoys me a little bit is her hair's very eighties. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It just her hair dates the film badly. That's yeah, the only thing f- I would say. That fuzzy perm thing. Yeah. Um, as I said, the dialogue in this film probably isn't as good as in the first one. Like I, lo- I really love the scene in the first one where Belloc and. India talking about what makes an object desirable and what makes it ancient and you know Belloc's talking about you leave something in the sand for a thousand years and it's suddenly valuable there's the only really bit of dialogue that I enjoyed in this film like where it was like back and forth is when Indy goes to give her the apple and then she basically is like, I'm not that kind of girl. And he's like, I'm not that kind of guy either. And they both storm off into like the different rooms. And they're both mm. like, oh, they'll come crawling. She'll come crawling to me. And she's like, oh, he'll come crawling back. And then he's about to be like, why am I not in there? And I really like that like little mm. interplay where they're both trying to make themselves look good. And yeah, that's good fun. I enjoyed that bit. But I think that's the only bit of dialogue that's 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 good. But then it's maybe not the only... But there is memorable dialogue in this film, I would say. Um, personally, and I've just... I've made this note, is I prefer... I kind of prefer the, the the settings and the themes in the first Indiana Jones. It is hard, Like, quite frankly, it is hard not to compare this film to Raiders of the Lost Ark. That's just a natural reaction. And for me, like, the using the ancient Egyptians and the ancient... Um, 
you know, you ancient Jews with the Ark of the Covenant. It just seems more mystical and occultist and spiritual. Where with this, it's it's just a bit of voodoo and black magic. Mm. And there's like one bit, there's two bits in the film, or three bits maybe, where that sort of magical, mystical element that is present in the Indiana Jones films actually kind of comes true. And that's at the end when he kind of talks about the um, the stones. And yeah. he's like, and they burn through his uh, bag, and two of them drop out, and he just happens to grab hold of the one that isn't burn that doesn't burn out. So yeah, I must admit, I, I I prefer indie when it's kind of rooted in maybe those kind of things. Like I think the film starts, doesn't it, in China, and I think maybe it would have been more fun if it was like more of a like an ancient China sort mm. of tale rather than like black magic in sort of. The Indian faux spirituality. I suppose the first but, film does that, doesn't it? Where he starts out in Peru, I think, and then you know the rest of the film is spent, yeah, um, in Europe. You know, oh, is it the Middle East or Europe? I can't remember. They're in Egypt, aren't they? Of course, they are, yeah, they're in the desert. Yeah. yeah, so it's maybe following that tradition of yeah. starting one place and then taking and then maybe the mission. and maybe the last thing I would criticize it for is some of the action beats are a bit silly that maybe they weren't so much with in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Although in Raiders he does like essentially get hitch a ride on a on a submarine and somehow <laughs> although I think there's like a deleted scene where he gets in the sub. But in that but when you watch the film he they don't show that so it just looks like he held his breath for a very long time. <laughs> where with this the bit where they come they they jump out of the plane uh in the in the inflatable boats a bit daft I think <laughs> and, it, and for a film that's stretching your credulity as it is it, it does mess with it a little bit mm. but anyway so that's what I think of it but what really the listeners want to know is what you think of it so what we're going to do we're going to have a quick break and then when we come back we're going to get your thoughts on Raiders of the Last Ark not Raiders of the Last Ark some prayers we're going to get you on Temple, Temple of Doom, Doom even Indiana Jones and the Temple Fantastic. of Doom all right, join us after the break. Hello and welcome back. So we're now going to move into seamlessly into the uh, the section we like to call Sam has an opinion and he's going to tell us <laughs> in rhyme. Yep. So Sam, um, tell me. What you liked about Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom? <laughs> I keep having to say it like that. I don't know what's up. With it, it makes sense, yeah. Uh, and the world of tomorrow. <laughs> okay. I liked um, two things about this film. Okay. He looks really good with his top off. Um. Yeah. Uh, he looks really good in a white tux. And that's it. <laughs> and that's it. I hated this film. Whoa! Okay, I couldn't wait for it to finish right from the start. Oh, I didn't like it at all. I hated Short Round. He's annoying. I think this is a kids' film, whereas um, Raiders Lost Ark is a film that can be enjoyed by kids and adults. This, I think, is like the Phantom Menace, where you've got a Jar Jar Binks character who's basically a racial stereotype, (laughs) just like (laughs) Doctor Jones, Doctor Jones, you cheat, you cheat. It just. uh, Yeah, he's really annoying. And and you were right about Willie. Fucking hell. She is so <laughs> annoying. And I hated that they got together. I hated it. I was like, please don't get together, you two. Of all the women on the planet, for Indiana Jones, she's the least 
suitable. She's so yeah. annoying, like you said. She's really grating, and it's two of my least favorite character traits for a character to have is to be stupid. And she's actually thick; like she's not. Uh, she's actually thick, and to be over dramatic and like, and not you know like anxiety inducing. And she's both those things. For Indiana Jones, this is the worst possible woman on the planet, isn't she? Other than the fact that she's like got big boobs and stuff, like <laughs> she's awful. <laughs> She's a terrible person right. as well. It's not like she's nice and like means well. Um, and I feel like the, uh, you know, fashionable modern woman out of her comfort zone is a bit of a trope. And I, I say this not having many other examples of it, <laughs> annoyingly, but I feel like I've seen it a lot of times, especially from the 80s. You know, these kind of like, I suppose, like a yuppie woman, I suppose, would be the equivalent, you know, something like that. But she's out of her comfort zone um, in the, you know, the the sort of mud and the slime. It's it's almost like um, Overboard, you know, that Kurt Russell, Goldie Hawn film. Yes. That sort of thing. Yes, I have have seen it, but it's a long time since I ever saw it. Right, okay. So, do you know what? I must admit, when I watched it again today, I didn't didn't hate Short Round. I really liked him. I thought he was like, he's kind of, he's him and, him and Indiana Jones' relationship, I think... Better than his and say Willie's relationship. Oh, massively! This, if that makes he sense. sort of brings out some good qualities of Indy. Like he's incredibly selfless. I'm just watching the scene mm. now where they're trapped in that spiky room, and Indy could escape, and he chooses not to because Short Round is right there. And Short Round is resourceful, and he and he comes in and helps. This is where it's a kids' film. Like there are times where he's up against a big strong man, and he will try and outwit him or hit him from behind. And then by the end of the film, he's just round kicking people like it's some sort of kung fu master. <laughs> That's when you know it's a kids' film where the kid is beating up an adult, and it's not like yeah explained how he'd be able to do that or whatever. It's not like it's fun fantasy. It I think I think I would have liked it if I was a kid about his age, but I just found myself getting really just irritated. It was just so like. Yeah, it's stopped being fantasy and fun anymore. It just started being like slapstick. It became a bit of a parody of itself, or like a kid's version of Indiana Jones. Yeah, that's um, what I was going to say. Is it like a parody of itself? Yeah. I mean, yeah. When you on your point on like what you say about um, about Willie is is like I think one of the things with this film is it's meant to be a prequel, but it's like they could have just made it a sequel and had Karen Allen in it yeah. and then you've already got that established relationship she was like great she was one of the best things about Raiders she was f- like spunky and, yeah. f- and tough and everything you know she, she gave him a hard time f- but not because she was annoying you know yeah she spends half the film trying to do it on her own doesn't she effectively yeah and either escape or get um, you know get the the Ark of the Covenant itself she's more interested in that isn't she um, like, I don't know what Indy sees in her at all. She's she's soft. Like they're about to die in that spiky room, and she's like, "Oh, I've got bugs on me and stuff." And you, um, as an audience member, I'm just thinking, "Just pull the fucking lever, you!" Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, you you will be delighted to know that uh, Kate Capshaw didn't. She wasn't happy with like how her character was portrayed. In right. The film. Yeah, I, I couldn't yeah. put my finger on whether it was a, the performance or the right. I think it's probably a bit of both. I do think it was a performance think... as well. She she comes across as like. Just Whiny. without a redeemable character, yeah, I, I could, I could yeah. see her. You know, there's a lot of those videos going around the internet in the last few months of like basically Karens complaining in shops about black people or something like that. Oh yeah, I, I could totally see this character doing that, it, like at this age. In fact, you think she's very much a Karen? I totally, what about? Yeah. Um, okay, so what about uh, Mola Ram then? Uh, 
Yeah, um, I didn't really. Amrish Puri, you know. I didn't really. He's a cool character, doesn't he? He's quite menacing. He's a got a great pull- face. I mean, he's got a great face. Yeah, and he, and he was quite pulling menacing. the heart out. But I was just like, that must have been exciting. It. I just didn't really care because by that point, I'd, I'd actually given up on the film psychologically right. really early on. Like, um, oh, Christ, I was like, oh my god, there's another hour and a half left of this. I sort of just, I, yeah, I just didn't care about any of these impoverished slave kids <laughs> at all. <laughs> because, like I say, the film became part of it. So it was like watching a Wayans Brothers version of the of the film. You know, it's like you don't care about the characters in um, Vampire yeah. Suck or whatever those, you know, uh, whatever those films are. Um, right. Okay. Another thing, just on a like a on a not technical level, but like a dramatic level, the, the yeah. a thing they did at least twice, probably three times, was really cheap drama where they're in a really bad situation and they just mm-hmm. about escape from it and then the bad situation comes back so the spiky room it's horrible but you know they're going to go they're going to die a bit of tension and then they solve it but then they click the thing again and the same thing happens again and they don't have to be more resourceful or anything like that they just they just solve it and the same thing do you not like go on. in that room do you not like when his hat falls off and he grab he grabs the hat yeah, at the last that's second nice call but again it was like when the film's being a parody of itself, that actually becomes an, a, a parody move, as opposed. Same when he's uh, when he beats yeah. those two guys with the with the machete type sword things, and he's chasing one of them, and he goes, and he and he's like, a, you know, close up on his face, and he's scared, and then he turns away, and all the rest of them are chasing him. And that felt like something from Peru in the first film. Um, yeah, mm. so they would they would solve the issue, and then the same and then the same thing would happen again. So. She's been lowered oh, when in that she's cage. dangling in the cage. Yeah, he pulls her up, yeah. and then someone just knocks her down again, and he just hits the guy and solves it. Like the film, like the, a quiet place, actually escalates in problems. You know, the dilemmas kind of build on and they compound. It's not like this is happening. Oh, we've solved it. Oh, and it's happening again. Oh, we solved it. You know, it's not really. Mm. It's a bit cheap, really. Did you not enjoy the tension, say, in the bit where she's hanging over the lava pit? No, I, I didn't care if she died. Um, I really genuinely <laughs> didn't care. I, 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 I think it was a bit tense in the spiky room. Obviously, you know they're not going to die, but I was. it was a case of, like, this seems like a really impossible situation. But one, one problem that it suffers from, which, uh, to be fair, loads of films suffer from, is where there's, like, a ticking clock or, you know, something's approaching and it's going gonna, it's gonna to hit them any minute now, but then every time it cuts mm. away and cuts back the spikes are a bit further away than they were um, same on the bridge I, right. did, I did actually quite like the bridge scene but they were far away in the long shot and then on the close shot they were sorry they were quite far away on the close shot but then on the wide shot they were getting closer and closer and it was almost like the, um, the uh, not the Holy Grail the yeah the Holy Grail you know the guy the John Cleese is dun, 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 he's running from oh, a distance oh yeah he's running towards like, the every castle. time they cut back they're back to where they started and it's almost like the same yeah, footage again and again yeah. so as much as there was Fair tension enough. it was undercut by that same problem it's not like in sports films when it's like there's three seconds left on the clock um, okay he's going to have a quick meaningful chat <laughs> and then he's going to throw the ball and then there's there's only two and a half seconds left on the clock <laughs> you know it doesn't really yeah, I know, it undercuts I know it what you mean. Yeah. did you did you like Harrison Ford in this then yeah did he was great his... he, he, he's given he was fantastic I think he yeah. was generally the only redeemable thing about it you know he looks great he's got the great attitude it's sort of like I think I mentioned before, you know, it feels like it's Harrison Ford playing Harrison Ford in a sense of like, sort mm. of could take it or leave it. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, something I really love in this film is when 
he goes to rescue the children and he just they have that close up on him don't they and he's got the smoke behind him and he's got he's got the whip in hand and he's got the ripped shirt and the hat on he looks amazing yeah i'm just like that's like a proper hero he's a proper hero because as much as he's he he can be uh you know cut straight to the point and be a bit brutal with people he's such Mm. a good person through and through and it also has showed more strings to his boys speaking several languages and you know, he's, it really demonstrates that he knows his stuff even more than the first film, I think, because at least the first film you go, oh, maybe he's just a, he's just a real expert in uh, in mm. the particular thing, you know, the Ark of the Covenant, whereas this one it was like he knows everything about everything and, and I think that's a great quality trait. Yeah. You know, trait I'm, sum- I was, I'm surprised he didn't like Short Round. I was, oh, I was, was 50-50 so though. So annoying. I was like, he's either going to like him or he's going to hate him. Well, I was offended I by it, really. I mean, I wasn't really offended, <laughs> but I was like, this is so annoying. Like I said, I mean, do you know, the, do you get the Jar Jar Binks comparison I'm trying to make there? You oh, know, yeah, like yeah, yeah, chirpy yeah. Chirpy sidekick sort of racial stereotype. I mean, stereotype. personally, I think, I personally think uh, short rounds a lot better than Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> I think what, it's interesting though because you've got, got a high bar. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, I think Jar Jar, Jar Binks. <laughs> what, what a misstep. Um, I I think you can see the difference in the writing because there's a different writer for this film than there yeah, is yeah that was for definitely the first striking. One. So Lawrence Kasdan, the famous mm. writer who I think he wrote Empire Strikes Back That's as well. Right, yeah. He didn't want to do a film for some reason set in India. I think he just felt it was... They were stereotyping, like, in a bad way. They really were. The, the, the uh, like, dinner scene. I was like... I know mm. the joke here is that Willie's, like, disgusted by this, but this is actually, like... Let's all laugh at the funny Asian fellas eating, you know, insects and okay. monkey brains. Well, I'm almost frightened to ask, but what was your favourite scene of the film? Um, it was really difficult to... Maybe the bridge scene? Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> it is good, though, isn't it? It is exciting. It's, yeah, it is. It is. And I like, yeah. like Indy's ingenuity and shouting in Chinese to short round and they... Sorry, but then she has to be annoying and, sh- and scream. Like, when, they get, when she gets to the end of the bridge and sees them and screams like a blood-curdling scream, it's like... You don't like that's really annoying when people scream. It's so affected, isn't it? It's so affected. Yeah, uh, yeah so probably the bridge scene, I think. Or maybe the I first think... guy when when he gets his heart ripped out. That's quite exciting. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I think one thing maybe that they have a problem with this film, like you said, with with Kate, Cap- Kate Capshaw's Willie is there's a way to be a damsel in distress. Yeah. You know, not every girl is going to be the 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 daughter of an archaeologist who can speak three languages and <laughs> puts up a bigger fight as you know the hero mm-hmm. does I think there's a way to be the damsel isn't there like you look at a film like um, what we watched last year um, oh my mind's gone blank what's it called uh, Princess Bride yes Princess right. Bride <laughs> like the princess in that she is she's a damsel yeah. she's not overly active but she's not screaming she's and giving out every two minutes yeah yeah. Yeah. Or, or you can, or you can start as that, but you can redeem yourself. So there's a film called Six Days Seven Nights, which, funny enough, has Harrison Ford in. Um, it was, Is that the one with Meg Ryan? Uh, no, it's Anne Hesh, but they look quite oh, similar. Anne Hesh. Um, yeah, they do actually. And I think I've she starts out that was like Meg that. Ryan for years. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and she starts out like that. You know, she's like the city girl and doesn't want to get her dressed yeah. and all that. But I think by the end, she like toughens up. And there's nothing of that here. There's like there's there's things that you recognise as being almost good. But not quite like the scene that you're talking about with the, uh, you know, will they, won't they have sex sort of thing. Where she's playing mm. along with his, is like, I'm going to study you kind of 
seduction, you know, your nocturnal activities and all that sort of stuff. She's playing along with it. She even kisses him and then kicks him out. And I was like, okay, I don't know what, I don't know what this is supposed to mean. Like, <laughs> you're just confused by it. Yeah, it? like I, I know that she's she ends up obviously playing hard to get because she does want him to come in five minutes later. But she's so I would I wouldn't go back in there. She's horrible to be around. Yeah, because it was like yeah, a fun, it was a fun bantery like pun game. You know, what kind of cream are you going to put on my face I, tonight? And put what position? I'm curious to in? why she's even with. Like you know, in the in the bar scene at the beginning, mm. or the the club scene, yeah. Like, why does she end up going with Indy? She just kind of gets pulled out the window. <laughs> yeah, well, she's after the diamond, isn't she? Um, and yeah. she's got the antidote to his po- poison. Yeah, and that was another thing. Like, um, as soon as he start mentioning diamonds, then she's then she again. I was almost offended for women, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, oh, the Maharaja and oh, diamonds, you know. I really yeah. just I just think she was an objectionable character. Not just like a flawed yeah. character, but actually a bad person. Fair enough. Well, um, the actress Kit Kapcher, she married um, Steven Spielberg. She's done all right for herself then. Yeah, I mean Spielberg's not not overly keen on this film. I think he was, I think he was going. Him and George Lucas were basically both going through breakups at the same time, right. or in and around. And I think, and Spielberg kind of says the only good thing about this film is that he met his wife. <laughs> um, well, yeah, fair and, enough. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, she's not. She's she's yeah. It's, it's not the best well-written character, is it, in the world? Um, personally, I don't mind. I don't mind short round. I quite enjoyed him in this film. I thought I was going to hate him on watching this film again because I don't remember really liking him as a kid. But mm. um, when it comes to my favourite scene, I'm like you. I I like the bridge scene because it's it is it, it obviously it's the denouement of the film and it's the most exciting bit and I really like the. Uh, that, like you said, like he shouts out to short round in Chinese and he's like, yeah. oh, we're going to go for a ride. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's iconic, isn't grab it? On. I, don't know if, yeah. I don't know if it was already a trope to have those like really rickety rope bridges before this, because I know that they do it on yeah. the Holy Grail. Um, but do you know, I mean, can you think of many other examples pre-1984? Like uh, that? Or does, oh, this, does this film really establish that as a thing that then The Simpsons are going to use? And, it's probably... Or comic books, maybe. I mean, I'm guessing there are, like, scenes in other films. Like you said, you know, Indiana Jones um, owes a lot of its existence to sort of 30s, 40s and 50s sort of Saturday matinee films and TV shows. Yeah, Yeah, and that's what Lucas and Spielberg's biggest influence for these films were and that's I think that's in essence what's what's so great about them quite frankly yeah um, is that they kind of capture a, a time don't they although this ma- this film made me like uh, Raiders Lost like less I think <laughs> it was just a weird I, just, <laughs> I was so ready to like this film I was I knew that you were a bit lukewarm on it and you knew that it wasn't going to be as good as the first or the third I'm glad that the third yeah. is apparently going to be better but it's put me off wanting to see it if it's anything at all like this but um i think for me what rescues this film is it has a few good iconic moments it has the beginning scene with the gong and the fight and the skewer and i really like the i like the idea that they get in the plane and they think they're safe and then it turns out they've got in the plane of the film also what bad what bad (laughs) how bad a plan is that like Throw them off the plane. Don't jump out yourself and let it go. It's Indiana Jones. He's gonna he's gonna improvise. Like, yeah. shuck him off the plane while he's they're sleeping. <laughs> yeah. Then he can't improvise. <laughs> or at least, yeah. I suppose they could have had him 
They could have done some elaborate, couldn't they? They could have had a fight on the plane with the, around yeah. all the chickens. Yeah, and all yeah, that yeah. And oh, even RIP just those chickens. Jump by out the, way. the plane and, and destroy the <laughs> destroy the controls. <laughs> you know, do something. Yeah, it's like a bomb. They could have been, like letting him letting him get his, yeah, way, could... work his way out. I've got a gun. Let's just shoot him. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they could have even done that, couldn't they? They could have been like the two. The pilot could have come out, gone to shoot Indy, and there could have been a fight. Yeah, the I'll set the plane on fire before you jump out of it. You know. Yeah, I think they could have done something there, couldn't they, around, you know, they could have had a bit of tension where, you know, he's hanging Indy out of the plane and Indy manages to get back in and throw him out and yeah. and then they're still in the same situation of, right, how the hell do we get out of this, we can't fly it, neither of us can fly <laughs> exactly. the plane situation. Well, that's, and again, with the, like you said, with the raft, you know, that stretched it from being fantasy stuff to just being, just this is so silly, like this is insulting on, silly. On watching it this time, I was sat literally looking to see what sort of, bottom of the raft was oh, made yeah. of because yeah. I was like well if the raft durable a, th- a thin layer of plastic then you know, that's the death. death for the everyone death. isn't it yeah. especially the young eight year old boy <laughs> I think he's 11 oh you know whatever he's dead anyway yeah. so what was your favourite line then of this film again there was there weren't that many I, I liked the line I did I, I mean I think the opening scene was, was quite good um, and I liked it when the guy said uh you know, um, basically, you know, Indy's hurt his son's hand. He says, "You insulted my son," and Indy says, "No, you insulted me. I spared his life." I thought it was quite a cool comeback. Badass, is very it? suave, very suave. Yeah, um, for me, my favourite line is "Kalima, Kalima." <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I, th- I think. I mean, you know, you've got a kid. You know, I'm sure when your kid gets a bit older and you you watch this film with her, mm. maybe you can I'll chase her around the room. Yeah, you know, Carly Mark. It's, it's the Carly yeah. Mark. Yeah, but I, yeah, I did struggle for, for lines with this one. I just the other line I've put down that was any good in this was um, where Willie just goes, "Is he nuts?" And short round goes, "He no nuts. He crazy." Yeah. Again, <laughs> racial stereotype or awful. Yeah, <laughs> but it's it's you know it's. Not his feet. I mean, he is Chinese in it. I guess he's, I'm not blaming he's him. Like... <laughs> the young Chinese actor. I'm blaming the white Americans who wrote it. Well, the guy who did it, he's Vietnamese. So right. I suppose I'm sure you is... say Vietnamese rather than Vietnamese. I've, I've never heard you, you say. I say v- the Vietnamese. Yeah, you just did it then. Vietnamese. Yeah. Well, what? Vietnamese. That's back, that's a that's an episode eight discussion or episode whatever it was for Apocalypse Now. Yet yeah, you always say Vietnamese. I don't know why. And it's wrong. Okay, I'm wrong. <laughs> the country's called Vietnam. <laughs> yeah, so Vietnamese. Yeah, no, Vietnamese. I'll, you know what? I'm not at ease with this conversation because <laughs> you're wrong. Okay, so yeah, so yeah, yeah. favorite lines, favorite scenes. That was that's basically. The, the bits that, was that. Pull out of it. The, the, the bits that you could you could enjoy. Yeah, I'm intrigued to know what the critics thought. Yeah, I, I, I'm like I said, I'm surprised. At, I thought I, I knew you weren't gonna. I didn't think you were gonna like it as much as Raiders because Raiders is a genuinely good film. But I thought you'd be just. I thought you'd be like, oh yeah, I still had fun because it's Indiana Jones and he's off having an adventure. And I think that for me, there's enough in this film to enjoy it that you let sort of it some of its flaws go. Like yeah, look. I know what you mean by that. I, I think. If, like, did you not enjoy like... the, the car chase scene where? Oh, that went on. That around. went on and on and on. Oh, <laughs> fucking hell! There was a lot of action sequences in this that I thought, right, I've, 
I get it. I've checked out. It just went on and on. Um, Did you not enjoy the fact that the action, pretty much, like I said, for like nearly the best part of an hour, is just on and on and on? Yeah, but that's that. sort of a good and a bad because, like I say, some of the action sequences could have been cut by a third. Um, no, and in terms of like the sort of just fun and enjoying a film. I can do that with a film that's not necessarily good if there aren't things that actively irritate me. And so the things right. that actively irritated me were, you know, they they were too too much to bear. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, what we're going to do is we're going to have a break and then when we come back, we're going to have a critics review. We're going to get Sam's rating out of 10, which I dread to think is what that's <laughs> going to be. And then we're going to uh, do a quick quiz. Fantastic. Looking forward to it. Okay. Join us after the break. Right, so you're you're interested in what the critics have to mm, say, aren't mm, you? Dying to find out. So we'll start there then, because um, I feel like it's the best place to start. Mm. So I've got two two critics this week. I've got one that's a, a decent review, and one that's maybe not so positive. <laughs> so the first one, as always, we go to our f- uh, oh, fan Roger. favorite, old Roger Ebert. Now he so likes he fun said, cinema, so he probably liked it. I'm going to say three and a half. So we'll see at the end of the review. Steven Spielberg, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom is one of the greatest bruised forearm movies ever made. You know what a bruised forearm movie is. That's the kind of movie where your date is always grabbing your forearm (laughs) in a vice-like grip as unbearable excitement unfolds on the screen. After the movie is over, you've had a great time, but your arm is black and blue for a week. This movie is one of the most relentlessly non-stop action pictures ever made with a virtuoso series of climactic sequences that must last an hour and never stop for a second so wow. you know sounds so, like a four yeah. out of four yeah Roger gave it four out of four, four. four. yeah he's I think he's really someone who more than me can just enjoy a film for what it is I think he just didn't I think you gotta think like you said it's it's 1984 so mm. what you've had all the Star Wars films have come out by this point the first Indiana Jones film so I think maybe he just enjoys that kind of yeah relentless action that this film delivers on but as you said there was other people and and this so this film cost 10 million more and it and it made about the same as the first one so it was about 333 million wow well yeah i mean it made a lot of money (laughs) the first one was really successful um and it was like i said 10 million more so obviously it didn't do as well as this in theory as the uh as the uh, first one, but it's still, you know, they made profit money. on that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So this one's from Todd McCarthy, writing at the time in Variety, and he says, "Just as Return of the Jedi seemed disappointing after the first two Star Wars entries, so does Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom come as a letdown after Raiders of the Lost Ark." This is ironic because director Steven Spielberg has packed even more thrills and chills into this follow-up than he did into the earlier pick, but to an exhausting and numbing effect. So he wasn't as hot. That's a on the really film good point. That's said. a good comparison. This with um, Return of the Jedi because that's again yeah. a bit more of a kids' film, isn't it? It almost feels like George Lucas knows how to get merchandise <laughs> for a film yeah, <laughs> and become yeah. a multi-billionaire. Yeah, I, I mean. I see where he's coming from. If you're not, like you said, you weren't invested, and once you're not invested, then you're you're likely to just 
give it up as a bad job yeah. the action it, 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 it can perhaps fall into the old um, transformer realms of <laughs> you know let's just have loud crash bang yeah. wallop and you feel nothing yeah well I th- personally I think there's enough variety in the action that you're not numbed by it so mm. you are with the Transformers yeah it's better than a Transformers sequel yeah but that's okay, a very so low bar it is yeah <laughs> although I hope Bumblebee's good I, I must mm. watch it yeah, yeah. Uh, rightio so the next thing I have to ask you then is how many chilled monkey brains out of 10 <laughs> would you give Raiders a, uh, would you give Temple of Doom um, call it Raiders yeah uh, four yeah that's alright yeah that sounds yeah, I was. So, I initially put three, but I've calmed no. down now. <laughs> you've you've chilled out. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it is the poorest of the original three. There's no doubt about so that. So, how I much think... better is this than Crystal Skull? Presumably, a million times better. Um. Oh yeah, yeah. I'd, oh, I'd watch this in a heartbeat again over Crystal Skull. Mm. Yeah, Crystal Skull's just. It, it's not so much that it's. It's just, it's not so much the setting. It's not so much the, obviously, like, Indy's a bit older and I think he's in, like, his 50s at this mm. point. So he's a step slower and he's maybe not as, you know, he's you know he's he's not as handsome maybe as he was in the first three. Right. But it's just an over-reliance on poor CGI. And I think they go with, like, sci-fi alien element in that film where I think mm. what always people liked about Indiana Jones is it was more mystical magic yeah. stuff. Yeah. You know, you've got you've got like the black magic in this with the voodoo doll and the Kalimar and you've got the, the you know, the Ark of the Covenant in the first one with the, the scary ghosts and evil spirits and all that. So yeah, I think that's I think when they deviated from that, that spoiled it for a lot of people. And, right. Um I don't think people quite enjoyed um having Shia LaBeouf in it, but yeah, I think Red at uh, Temple of Doom, it's there's just something missing, and I can't put my foot finger on what's missing from this. Hopefully, we put your foot on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't put my finger on it. I can't put my foot through it. I think it, <laughs> it, like you said, the last hour of the film goes at a pace, doesn't it? Mm. Um, and that's a good thing. But you don't get like with the other films is you get a set up don't you you get like a proper set up where somebody comes to see Indy and he's like we need you to solve this problem and get this artifact or find this person or whatever where in this it's just like they go to this village that the first like what are the chances that the first village that they just come across is this village that well, needs that's, help that's the power of Shiva that's uh, that's what that is <laughs> indeed okay well that was Temple of Doom. Now what we're going to do is we're going to see how closely you watch the film by giving you uh, a quiz. I'm I'm a bit worried about this. I'm worried it's going to be place names and I'm going to forget and know some of the letters like I did with Dagobah. I think I said um, Jabari or something like that. Yeah, you did. It's just like I get the sense but I don't quite have the letters. I don't think... No, to be honest, I think you'll you'll do all right. So question one. What city are they supposed to be going to uh, when they reach India? Uh, Delhi or New Delhi Delhi yeah no yeah. Delhi well done congratulations thanks mate um, question two what is the name of the stronghold that the Temple of Doom is located under oh um, the stronghold I mean so it's not Pancot that's the name of the place isn't it yeah oh Pancot right fair enough yeah, yeah Pancot it's, it's like a castle isn't it it's like a Maharaja's right, castle right yeah that's right but I, I don't know what they're called in India they've got a different name 
And I can never remember. Indian what it was. Castle. No, oh, they've got a specific name, and it's driving me a mad. Taj. <laughs> No. <laughs> Just going to Taj Mahal. <laughs> anyway, an Indian castle. Uh, okay, question three. <laughs> How did Indian short round meet? Oh, uh, yeah, I know this. Definitely know this. Um, yeah. It basically Indy saved him. He was... Uh, did his parents die or was he abducted or something like that? God, I'm so cloudy on this it basically Indy saved it no 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 that's right uh, short round was going to st- he was trying to steal from Indy and he stopped him from stealing from him was he pickpocketing or yeah, something he was that's the word yeah. I was looking for pickpocket yeah. uh, short round tried to pickpocket Indy that's right um, who do the villagers think sent Indiana Jones Siva indeed and then finally question five to see if you can get the home run the full house the grand slam <laughs> Um, what is the name of the drink India is forced to imbibe? Oh yeah, um, is it black something? Black, uh, black poison. I or think something that's. Like that. I think that's what. Is that what it induces or something like? Right. That? Oh like dear. The, the Can you give me the first letter? Because I don't think I'm going to get it. Um. What's the um? What's the name of the god that that uh, Ram is? <laughs> Oh, the more families. Uh, I don't know. Is yeah, it... so it's something. It's something to do with that. God of the underworld. God of the evil spirits. It's an well, evil. He, the evil spirit what, drink. What does he famously say? <laughs> oh, what he's you, pulling people's hearts out. He says, um, "What was it? Morikai? No, Morikai? No, what does he say? Fuck, I've forgotten. Right, I've, I've got the. I've got the answer wrong. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'll, let's let's put you out your misery. Yeah. So it's the blood of Carl. Of Carly. Carly. He says Carly Ma. Because I was just constantly thinking of the great Carly, the the wrestler. Just like, <laughs> it distracted me. <laughs> Fair enough. Carly well, Ma, you didn't get the uh, the Grand Slam, the no, full house, the clean sleep, sweep even. You got uh, four out of five. But 80%. Yeah, you did, you did well. You did well. Thanks, mate. There was, Appreciate it. I mean, the fact that you got the, uh, the, the Lord Shiva... Uh, Jones. That's good. I was impressed by that. Again, it's the it's the it's the blessing of subtitles that the word pops up a lot, goes in your mind. Yeah, in fairness, Did, could you remember the name of the uh, the stones that he was after? Yes. Uh, well, it, it's written as Sankara, but they pronounce it as Shankara. I think Shankara. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shankara. Yeah, I was going to ask if um, you knew the answer, mm. knew the name of the stone, but I thought that might have been too difficult. No, I would have preferred that to number five. Fair enough. I didn't. Yeah, I'd, not that I thought you would not know it, but as in, I thought it was too hard to maybe remember yeah, or something. Like that's that. all right. But anyway, Sam, that mm. was Indiana Jones and the Temple. That of was Doom. Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Are you looking forward to now look, watching the Last Crusade? Now that you know that the Last Crusade is better. Yeah, than I mean that, that's Doom. that's at least. I mean, this has dampened my enthusiasm to see enthusiasm. it. But uh, if it's anything That's like Raiders, then I, I loved Raiders. I don't know if I gave it an eight or a nine last year, but uh, yeah. yeah, I'm still looking forward to the Last Crusade whenever we cover it. Probably less than a, a year. Question. From now. I th- yeah, okay. <laughs> I think a good question on that actually is, um, especially with like how often in a film series where the third film is better than the second. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. If it's bad by the second, it tends to be shite by the third. So yeah, hopefully. Yeah. They've got oh, the they dropped the ball together. completely on the third, yeah. Yeah. Because usually you can get a decent sequel. Yeah, and then you get but, The Last Stand or Spider-Man 3 or something like that. Yeah, or um, even Godfather Part 3, which is pretty terrible. Yeah, well, here's a, here's a true um, anomaly, is The Good, The Bad and The Ugly. You know, the first two are quite good, the third one is fucking 10 out of 10. And people forget that the first two even exist, you know. I don't know many... Which are the... F- 
so is the first two a fistful of dollars and a fistful and a few dollars more. more yeah a few, a few, a few dollars, dollars more. more and then and then the good, good bad, bad release a third one and you could be forgiven for not knowing that the good bad is a third of a trilogy because it's by Are far they... the most famous they're quite self-contained, though, aren't they? Yeah, and, and there's an argument that they're not really sequels, but he plays the same guy, and he and he gathers the same clothing mm. over the first two, and then that's who he's in the third. I think. Have you seen the Good to Bad Nuclear? Yes, right. I have, actually, I've, 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 yeah. I thought it might be one that we'd cover, but I, yeah, if you've I'm try, I can't remember if I'd seen it. I can't remember if I've seen it all, or if I've seen it like from about halfway through and right. I've seen like the bit at the end where there's it's the, definitely a conversation we have about the show isn't it like I really want to see Zodiac mm. again but I have technically seen it so we can't do it for the show and there's a few but like I've not that. seen I've not seen a fistful of dollars and a few dollars more you know we can always uh, we can always incorporate those yeah so listen yeah. that's something to look forward to more importantly though we've got a, a film coming up next week that's yeah. not uh, a Clint Eastwood film it's the film Time Crimes Time crimes. Time crimes. Crimes and times. Hugh, if anything, what do you know about it? I know nothing about it. Fantastic. Um, yeah. I just yeah, wanted to... I'm guessing there's some crime done in time. To do with time. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? Who could possibly say it? Uh, it's been ten People years since I watched it. It was on uh, Love Film ten years ago, so... Dun, dun. I remember <laughs> I loving it. For that. And I think I'm just going to focus on films I love. You know, get the odd, uh, you know, mainstream blockbuster in there, but... Films I love that you haven't seen. That's my goal, and we can no, always do the blockbusters. I'm looking forward to it. I always like. Yeah. A, I love a good time. Uh, time. Time. <laughs> time so travel. We've done, we've done I guess. Good time. <laughs> for example. Yeah. <laughs> yeah anything with the word time. Yeah. yeah, but no, I like a time travel film. That's uh, let's look into after it. Pri- yeah, Primer was a hard one. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Because. I'm still trying to figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, if still... you want to figure out Primer, we've got a, an episode on that. Look back about episode 40, something yeah, like that. You can enjoy it. That's I think it might be 47. Indeed. Good. Well, Hugh, I appreciate you trying to help me to like this film and be part of society. Uh, unfortunately, we've failed, but I am now more of a part of society. It's about time. Now, if uh... Uh, that's another time travel film that we need to watch. Um, now, Hugh, if the listener wants to get in touch and tell us their favourite time travel film... What could they do to make that happen? Well, what they need to do is they need to uh, study up and become an archaeologist. Obviously, yeah. Um, preferably in the, the 1920s and 30s. The interwar would years be, would be ideal, yes. I mean, that you know, you can go punching some Nazis and things like that. <laughs> That's always important. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, maybe what you could do is, I don't know, you can travel to various exotic locations and give a message to somebody there and hope that one day maybe... Me and Sam get that message through some sort of. I don't know. The internet Ooh, you could, you somehow, could, you could um, maybe could pass it on to a. They could pass it on to a, a relative. You could make could a voodoo doll of somebody else, and then yeah. make the doll type out some words. What words would they get type? into your back? Yeah, yeah, into your back, and you'd be like, and then you'd be like, "Oh, this is what I think about Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom." <laughs> Um, what would the time? Let's hope they don't make an error and try cross out. Well. <laughs> just, just to make sure we actually get the admin done and uh, get the actual email address out there. What would they actually? Yeah, <laughs> but if they can't do that, <laughs> they can they can email us at pleasewatchthis.pod at gmail dot com. Sam, if they want to get us in touch with us through other social media outlets, how can they do that? We're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram as at pleasewatchpod. Probably most please watch. Probably most um, active on Twitter these days. So, listener, so all that remains to be said is we love you, or certainly I love you. Hugh. He does. 
He's, he's head over heels. By episode 100, Hugh's going to love you too. And we'll talk at you next week. Take care. Bye. Bye.